Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back on the podcast today. I am so excited to have my incredible friend and client, Jackie Rogash, with us in what is a really beautiful episode that covers everything from Jackie's experience leading into starting her coaching business through to how she has built an incredible full-time business where she works with soulmate clients. Let me tell you a little bit about her first and foremost. Jackie is a certified transformation coach, writer, and speaker who works with high-functioning women who've experienced trauma, or significant adversity in the past that still impacts the way they live their lives today. Jackie grew up in country Victoria in Australia and is no stranger to trauma and adversity herself, having been the victim of bullying, sexual assault, family violence, and stalking all before the age of 21. Jackie moved to Melbourne and joined the police force, believing this would allow her the opportunity to help others. After realizing that the police force was not for her, Jackie then went on her own deep healing journey. And it was through this process that she discovered coaching and the benefits of coaching, realizing that this was her true calling. You'll hear Jackie share a little bit more about this at the start of the episode. With 11 years experience working in trauma-enforced roles, dealing with sexual assaults, family violence, mental health, and so much more, Jackie now empowers her clients to move through their self-doubt, self-sabotage, fear of judgment, and unhealthy subconscious patterns so that they can discover a genuine happiness they've never known and ultimately discover their true self. Grab a glass of red, white, margarita, cup of tea, juice, whatever your poison, and join me for this incredible interview where we discuss Jackie's story and adversity, how it led her to business, the mindset that she navigated to start her business, exactly what she's done to go full-time and build a sold-out business, and the strategies that Jackie repeats again and again to maintain consistency and success. Enjoy! I know that you are going to love it. Entrepreneurs so often decide to start their businesses because they've been led to this path through their own life experiences, right? What are the pivotal moments that have happened in your life that have led to you starting your business? There's probably two main reasons that I ended up starting my own business. And I experienced a lot of trauma when I was younger. So 
I was the victim of sexual assault. I was also the victim of family violence and had a stalker all before the age of 24. And I think I always lent into that being, or I always saw that as a sign of this happens to me so I can help other people. And at such a young age, I don't know why that's what I went to, but I did. And that's a lot of the reason why I ended up joining the police force because I always told myself I'm not business-minded. Like, I can't run a business. Um, that'd be great, but I can't do that. And then I realised the police force doesn't necessarily help people in the way that I thought. And in 2016, I hit rock bottom again. And it was a matter of life or death, really. It was like, I need to turn my life around and I need to make decisions that support me. And I guess that led me down the path of what do I want to do? And that's when I discovered coaching and everything about it. So it was sort of a no brainer once I discovered it, but it was just going through that journey of figuring it out first. So you knew then business was on your radar young. Well, it was my, one of my brothers is an entrepreneur and always has been. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. But I'm just not like that. And I think it was, you know, we're often ingrained with go to school, go to uni, get a job, that kind of thing. So it was just, yeah, like I liked the freedom attached to it and the idea of designing your own days, but I just really had no idea how to do it. But I also knew that I would never want to do something that I don't enjoy. It's quite funny when you think about it, isn't it, that you went from this like, this concept of like, maybe I'll start my own business. Actually, I want to serve and support people. That's the driving force here. So I'm going to go work for the police force. And I just really would love for you to take us through the mindset then of going to work for the police force. And I know as well that you then obviously went to work for a university. And so going from working for like police force, university, arguably two roles that are incredibly, I guess, bureaucratic is probably the word, to then suddenly creating your own rules, starting your own business. What did you have to transcend and move through to make that shift? So much. (laughs) (laughs) And also I had a worked in recruitment before the police force so very corporate mentality of you know you do these long hours and that's just how life is and then police force gives you some more flexibility but super political and you know you have to do this by the book and you have to do that and then I used to always hear that you're just a number but I was like you don't know what you're talking about and then when you discover that you're like oh shit their employees really are just a number And so I left there and went to the university. I'm like, they care about their people. It's a very culture-based, which it is to a degree, but even more political than the police force. So it was like, you're so hypersensitive to what you say, how you communicate, you know, who you're dealing with, that sort of thing. And then, yeah, creating my own business, which I was obviously doing part-time on the side while I was working full-time. It was kind of complete polarity in terms of like you have to show up and act and be a certain way and dealing with really heavy stuff like really heavy stuff to coaching where I get to show up as my full self and support people and it's just completely recharged me but I think the main things that I needed to work through like the imposter syndrome especially when you're new in business it's like you know who am I to do this I know that I've lived this experience and I know that I've had that transformation, but who am I to support other people? Like why would people want to work with me? And social media, while I love it, 
there's also that element of comparisonitis because you see people who have been doing this for years and you compare yourself to them and it's like, well, you know, I want to be like them, but I'm nowhere near them. that sort of work as well. And fear of judgment's another huge one. It's like, and I think we've spoken about it before, you know, Australia has really bad case of tall poppy syndrome. The worst. The worst. And so it is, you like, I'm going to be a coach and people are like, hmm okay, the looks you get, your family don't understand it, you notice some friends sort of distance themselves and then how you show up in the world and on social media and everything else changes as well. So with that comes the adaption of what are they saying but also being okay with who you are. Mm. And I think, you know, an element of that is all of the work that I did to lead up to that meant that I was comfortable with who I am and, you know, while our ego always shows up and our old patterns and behaviours always pop up throughout our lives. It was, it gave me the tools to be able to move through that much easier than if I hadn't already done the work. Something that I think that you are so good at is identifying those challenges. So the ones that you just stated there of imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, fear of judgment, like those being things that you were feeling and thank you for expressing that because you and I both know that they're things that so many people feel. You're so good at going, okay, I know that these feelings are real. I'm feeling them in my body. They're present every day. Like there's no chance that this is just not a thing that's real right now. And I know what my goals are. I know what it is that I want to do. I know that I want to build a business. And so the only thing that I can do in this scenario is to show up, do the work, commit anyway, and constantly live in that place of discomfort. That's quite challenging if you're in a job that's really intense and you're building a side hustle as well. Like practically, how do you do that? I've always been really good at separating my personal life from work. And I think like when I was in the police force, I was very disconnected. So nothing bothered me. I saw a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of traumatic stuff and family and friends like, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. But that came from suppressing my own trauma. So I think that element of going from work and dealing with the heavy stuff to going home has never been something that impacts me until it's, I guess, other than the political element of it. But I think that just gave me the drive even more so because I realised that there is this life that I want. And you see people that you admire, you being one of those, doing exactly what you want to do and Another huge, I guess, shift that I had was that I used to, life was a competition. I was always competing with people and it was exhausting. And then you sort of move into this space and it's like, oh no, I can be, instead of seeing them as competition, like I'm just inspired by what they're doing. And I think I just had this deep inner knowing that, and I always have, but I didn't know how to, what to do with that. But I've always had this deep inner knowing that there was more for me like I didn't have to live in these confines and it's you know when you get to the point where you're like not everyone's going to like me and not everyone's going to work with me and not everyone's going to agree with how I show up and teach and share and that's okay because the chances are that I'm probably going to feel the same humans aren't designed to like everybody to feel that and believe that and lean into that. I know for myself as well, I've really experienced that as 
as something that's hard and it still rears its head for me as someone who used to be a people pleaser of how could they not? Why could they not? And automatically we go into what do I need to do to get them to like me, which is just the biggest waste of energy and biggest waste of time. And it's so synonymous with when we're creating strategy in our business, working out exactly who we are serving and who we're not serving. And it's so permission giving them to be like, well, I'm not serving these humans. And so therefore it doesn't freaking matter what these humans think. It only matters that I'm showing up and serving this specific group of people. So Obviously, your life experience has really allowed you to step into your business journey in a big way. And hearing you speak, and obviously I know this to be true, that the things that you navigated ended up becoming beautiful blessings in so many ways because they allowed you to continue to go after what you wanted and to be incredibly courageous. If there was somebody who was listening right now who's at the start of their business journey and they're feeling all sorts of mindset challenges like the ones that you just described, so imposter syndrome and comparisonitis and all those things, what would be the one biggest piece of advice for them in terms of moving forward? Just to stay true to them. Mm. You know, everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own message. And especially in online businesses, it can be so easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing. So if you're focusing on -on one-on-one, but someone you know is creating a course, don't be like, oh shit, I've got to go and create a course because they're creating a course. And then I've got to do this because they're doing that. Like, it's just about just really showing up for yourself and honoring your needs and who you are. And sometimes that can be hard because people are going to question that. I guess it's just paying attention to the thoughts that do come up for you when they come up and having a look at where they come from, but realizing when it doesn't serve you. You're so great at practicing what you preach with this. I know something that you do daily is deep mindset work. You're one of the most regular, consistent journalers I know. And I know so often (laughs) you will message me, you'll box me and say, so this is what came up for me when I was journaling this morning, or I've had this aha moment and it was when I was journaling this morning. And so it's so great because there's obviously so much that comes up for you in that journaling practice. Can you walk us through what your journaling practice or your mindset work on the daily looks like? Yeah. So it's changed over time. I certainly, I always wanted to journal and I couldn't. And so when I first started, it was literally like a five or 10 minute practice. And it was just, you know, how do I feel today? Why do I feel like this? How can I shift my mood? What's something I'm grateful for? Like, what's one thing I want to do today? And why is that important? And then for me, exercise is fundamental to my life. So I was like, have I moved? Have I meditated? I used to rate my happiness on a scale of one to 10. Love. <laughs> so now it's transformed a lot. So I've been doing it solidly for probably three years now. My morning practice generally starts with a breath work into a meditation. Sometimes it's guided, sometimes it's just my own. Then I usually pull a card because I love them and they're fun. And then I just journal. So some days, this probably isn't helpful for some people, but some days it is if I know that I'm anxious or if I'm out of sorts or something's off, I'll literally write that at the top of the page. Why am I feeling like this? Mm. And just talking about that. And if something else comes up, then I ask myself that question. There's other days where, you know, it's just literally I don't have much to say, but I'm just going to see what comes out, just do a little bit of a brain dump 
And then there's other days where I go into full manifesting, visualising and really leaning into what do I want to create for myself? Like how, how does that feel? And really the reason I meditate beforehand is to tap into that feeling, like to really tap into how I want to feel. And if I'm anxious because I do, I used to suffer terrible anxiety and it's not that bad anymore, but if I'm anxious, I meditate just to sort of calm myself. So when I am journaling, my mind's a little bit clearer. And I know that you go through practices and processes with your clients around how to do this in really transformative ways. But I think that that's such an epic outline. And for anyone that's listening, go back and write down those journaling questions that that Jack's just said, because they are wonderful. And I love that you just reeled them off. Like I was clearly doing these every single day. I know them off the top of my head. So good. Okay. So We've spoken a little bit about mindset and your daily practices and how you transitioned into your business. Now I want to talk about the nuts and bolts of business strategy and how you've built your business. Like how the bloody hell did you do it? Because you are now, of course, full-time in your business. This is your your main, your only gig, which, you know, just we cannot celebrate you enough around. Uh, so, so incredible. Can you talk us through the journey of that, maybe taking us through, you know, some key moments, some milestones, some big celebrations and learnings of of how you've done that. Yeah, of course. So I started, as I said, part-time, I don't like the word hustle, but some people it's a side hustle. So I worked part-time in my business outside my full-time work, which I look back now, I'm like, I just actually don't know how I did everything that I did. And I think I got really clear really early on who I wanted to serve and that was really important to me because and obviously I do work with women who you know haven't had the same experiences as me but have experienced or do experience things that I have in the past Mm. and by getting really clear on that it allowed me to get really clear on my messaging like what do I want to share what parts of my life are going to support them and I think the first time I ever was actually after doing your Shine on Socials course as part of the private group was like, share your story. And I shared my story for the first time in that group and it was very safe and I knew that I was very supported. And then the coach that I was working with at the time, she was like, so why aren't you putting it on your public platforms? And I was like, (laughs) to to the point I posted it and then put my phone in my bag for the entire day because I was so petrified about what people would say. So that was probably the biggest moment because that was the moment that I decided to show up. Like that was the moment that I decided to show the world who I really was and not hide and be selective about what I shared with the world. So that was huge. And, of course, the feedback was amazing because no one knew what I went through because it was such a secret You know, my life was such a secret. It was such a closed book and it was just this mask that I was wearing. And then I just worked solidly on -on one-on-one clients. So it was about building my community base, but also building that trust with my community. So providing value to people, even when I wasn't working with them. So creating my Facebook group, doing free masterclasses, free challenges, which I still do because I love them. And Once I grew my one-on-one base, I created Radical Transformation, which is my five-week course, which is soon to change a little bit, but that's in the works. And 
one of the biggest milestones with that was I think the second or third time I ran it was, you know, like my first 5K month. And that's huge. You know, anyone that starts a business like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I reckon for (laughs) four months straight, you and everyone in the inner circle were like, when are you quitting? When are you quitting? (laughs) Like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And I think I was very cautious. I was very cautious about, you know, having that backing behind me, like just knowing that I was safe for a few months once I did and been the same strategy all along, like providing value and content that is useful for people and not expecting them to pay for that. And then obviously offering the deeper services and supports. And then when I launched True Self Experience for the first time last year and the, I guess the women who are having there are just absolutely like godsends. They're just dreamboat clients. And I think that was my message for the universe, literally shaking me and being like, you cannot work somewhere else and build this business. Mm. So then I took the leap and it's just, it's so solid foundations. It's about knowing who you serve and not being flippant with that and not chasing the shiny object, which can be very easy to do. And just, again, like being, being really grounded. Totally. And a word that I would use to describe you is consistent as fuck. Three words. Um, Because you are, you are. And so thank you so much for taking us through that journey because, you know, having the privilege of having worked with you now for the last couple of years, I've for sure witnessed that with you of being so rock solid in this is who I am. This is who I'm serving. This is my messaging. And then because I'm so clear on that and my mission in the world, I am going to go at this and go at this and go at this every single day to show up and show these people that I want to serve and support that I am committed to serving them, to supporting them in the ways that they're sharing with me. They need that support and I'm showcasing and demonstrating my value and then creating incredible offers that are going to be based on where they're at and support them based on where they're at. So you're such an example of doing that consistently and reaping the rewards because of that. And it's true. I think that when people hear about stories like yours and, you know, they hear stories of five figure months and now you've had like multi five figure launches and incredible, incredible success in your business. It's so easy to look at it and go, Ooh, Jackie knows something that I don't. Jackie knows something that I don't. There's some big secret here. And while obviously there are different marketing strategies and tools and techniques that you build on and learn as you continue to grow in your business, everything that you've shared there is the deepest reflection of your success. Like there's nothing in that that you've missed, right? Yeah. And there isn't, there's no secret that I have um, that I know of, but I think you know, one of the biggest things that have supported me is I show people the real me. Not every day is sunshine and rainbows and that's okay. Mental health was such a huge part of my life and the days where I feel down, I share that. I don't expect people to look at me who are struggling and for me to show up and be like, oh, life's amazing and every day is perfect because it's not. And, you know, as a business owner, I have that responsibility to my clients to show up as me and, 
you know, in doing that, they feel safe with me. Yeah. And it builds that trust. A hundred percent. It's that vulnerable, courageous leadership that enables people, A, to know that they can be safe to identify that within themselves and reflect that back. And then B, as you say, that they're completely safe with you to show up with you in that way because you're showing up just as you. It's like if someone's wearing a mask, that's only going to perpetuate other people wearing masks around them. And you can witness that when you're in rooms with people where you see those masks. It's like, well, what happens if we all just drop the masks? Like what actually happens here? And what happens is that people are honest and transparent. And then that's where that transformation happens. And um, I know that that's what you've created in, in your program so beautifully. You mentioned just before about taking the leap and teasing, obviously, that for a while there, those of us in the Swift Inner Circle and obviously me as your coach were going, okay, like when it, when are you jumping? And so obviously we're kind of joke. We were, there was always just a joke around it and it was always very much just that encouragement of knowing, you know, when you feel safe, we've got your back in all of that. But I'd love to just talk about what that practically looked like, because obviously there is a, there's creating that goal of I'm leaving my full-time job. I'm transitioning across. Then there's a practical component around what that looks like and knowing what that looks like for you to leave. And then there's really that intuitive side of it as well. And so can you just take us through what you knew you practically needed to do to transition and how you knew when it was the right time? Yeah. So for me, as I said, I needed, and this is just a little bit of a control freak with some things I needed to know that I had some support and backing financially. And I think part of that very early on, I got my business finances in order. You know, I used the profit first method and that really supported me. So, and I've been doing it that way since, you know, for the last 12 or 18 months. So long before I was full-time in my business. So that supported me practically with finances and knowing how that works which I think was really smart of me because now that you go in, it's like there isn't this huge overwhelm of, oh, God, now I've got to figure out all this stuff because I've already been doing it. So the financial, about having a bit of a blanket, and for me it was sort of like three months. If I've got enough money to live for three months, if I make not another cent in my business, like that's okay. And a question that I always ask myself and I always ask my clients is, what's the worst thing that can happen? And for me, the worst thing that could happen was I get another job or I go part-time somewhere, which is not needed and not going to happen. But it was like knowing that that's the worst case scenario really gave me that comfort and confidence to take the leap. And I think the women that I have in True Self Experience, knowing that it's a six-month program and there is more clients, I wanted to show up for them fully. I wanted them to know that they have me and that I'm there for them. And I couldn't do that working full time. Like I really couldn't. And then I think, you know, walking through the practicalities of, and as you would know, family's always like, what about the super? What about, you know, you're a female? What about maternity leave? What about all of these things? So it's just like being okay with knowing that you're not going to have that anymore, but also your abundance and your earning potential is now uncapped. 
So I think stepping away from that's like, oh, you don't get four weeks leave. No, but I can work from anywhere in the world that I want to. Oh, yeah. So it really was just trusting, just taking that leap and being like, I can't do it anymore because I'm burnt out and I don't want to sit in, as I said, like the stuff that I was dealing with before I left was so heavy. And while, you know, my clients have experienced heavy stuff, it's not the same because you're not sitting in that traumatized state you're helping them change their life so just trusting that it was time because it just didn't feel right I didn't enjoy going to work anymore it was you know got to the point where I'm like I just don't want to do this anymore I remember a coaching session that you and I had where we were processing that worst case scenario and you said to me some version of you know it's actually a worst case scenario to stay where I'm at than for what the worst case scenario would be if I had to work a part-time job. In other words, life would be more enjoyable in that part-time job and in my business than in the job now in my business. So it's such a great question that you ask that to yourself and then being able to process that often you can recognize like, okay, hang on. If I actually look at this for me and I move through all of that conditioning, like you say, of what other people are saying and the belief that we need to stay in this full-time job because that's safety and who am I without my full-time job? If you move through all those things and you just look at it in the the simple terms, which we should be looking at it in of, well, what feels good to me, knowing that your worst case scenario was better than the situation you were in, that was huge. And what you said as well about creating the practicalities around that of what do I know I need for me before I take the leap? And I just want to like underline bold exclamation mark that because I think that there are far too many people seeing other people take the leap really early in their business without necessarily having the financial backing or the support or having thought through the process. And I don't think that's smart. And you were incredibly smart about what it was going to look like the whole way through. And you knew what your numbers were as well. And that's actually another really great point that we should share is like so often what we're earning in our corporate job isn't what we need to be earning to be happy in our business, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? And it was such a aha moment because you sit there and when you are in corporate, it's like, you know, let's just say like the six-figure salary is kind of the goalposts for most people it's like I've got a six-figure salary then I can pay my mortgage and I can pay my bills and I can still live and I can go on a holiday when I want and that's all good and well but then you incorporate all the other expenses that you have when you work for someone else so whether it's travel whether it's food whether it's car parking whatever it is there's corporate clothes that you don't wear anywhere else (laughs) I know ever (laughs) yeah so I think I just sat down and just went well okay what are my expenses? And as I said, because I was already allocating certain money that I was earning in my business for my business to re to reinvest in my business, I already knew what all of those out outputs outputs are. <laughs> outputs are were. So I knew that I had them covered. And then it's like, well, how much do I need realistically to live? And it's really not that much. Like I think when we sat down and I'm like, when I looked at my mortgage, my bills enough to live each week and then some time for dinners or whatever. It was like 45 or 50 grand. Yeah. It's so liberating to know that, isn't it? And because when you move into running a business, obviously 
you're looking at money in an entirely different way. Like when you're paid a salary, it's like you subtract tax and then everything in your life comes out of that salary. Whereas when you're running a business, as you know, and have so incredibly smartly dived into through the profit first method, which I'll link to in the show notes as well, because that's something that I swear by and recommend. And I've probably talked about it here on the podcast as well. But when you so beautifully dove into that method, you were like, okay, I can see that managing my money is going to look really different in my business. So I know that there's going to be certain things that are business expenses and certain things that are going to be personal expenses. And I need to look at this in an entirely different way and call in accountant support, which you did to be able to, to work that out. And it's just so, I think it's so liberating when we can realize that what we need to live is often different to what we think we need to have our version of an abundant life. And, and obviously it's going to be very different for everyone because we all have different mortgages or rent or, you know, different living situations. And of course, add to that, the fact that you and I, obviously Jack's live in a very privileged Western world, but when we break it down, it it can be incredibly liberating. So I'm really grateful that you shared that because I think it's a really wonderful process for anyone who's interested in going full time. Mm, Thank you. And I think the other really important question to me was money's good. We need it. Like you need it to live. And I want to go on holidays and I want to do all of this stuff, but what was the most important thing to me? And it was being able to go for a walk at lunchtime or you know, not having to get up and go into the office or being able to catch up with a girlfriend for coffee or brunch midweek. And it was that freedom element that I wanted over the money element. And I guess Mm. I've never been money driven. I always chose places because of the culture and what it provided me. Mm. And so I think for that, again, it can be really easy to get caught up in, you know, how much is someone making in their business? And I want to make that much. But is that what's important to you? Like, is it just making money? Is it the experiences that you get because of that? Or how does that support the life that you want? So in other words, what are your values? What are the things that mean the most to you? What are your desires in your life? And then shaping a life around that. You know, I was listening to a podcast interview recently with it was the CEO of Adore Beauty was speaking and she was saying how she was having this conversation with her business coach and she's somebody who I I, I believe that she has recently, I, I'm potentially going to get this wrong, but something like she's the youngest Australian female to float on the stock exchange or something like that. So she's got this huge company, right? Huge. And she was working with her business coach on getting clear on what her values were. And I just had this moment of thinking, huh, isn't it so epic that we build these businesses and we build these lives and we overcomplicate things. And there might be that thought that, for example, you and I, Jax, at this point in your business where you've created this amazing success and we're talking about, we're constantly having conversations about your programs and whatever else that you and I are having really like fancy conversations about really convoluted systems and processes. And sometimes the conversation might be about coming back to what your values are. And so really focusing on this foundational human work is so, so key and so important when it comes to building that life and business of your dreams. You know, it's like, as I said before, I hate the word hustle because it promotes that culture of you just need to work, 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 work and never stop. And if you're burnt out, I can 
you know, if I'm burnt out, how can I support anyone? How can yeah. I show up for anyone else? Like, I don't want that. I want to take a nap at lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> how good are naps? How good are naps? I love them. They're the best. I think there was a period where um, I was posting on social media, like every time I napped, I worked, I woke up and something really amazing in the business was happening. And then it became a joke in our inner circle for a little while there, right? It was like, every time we nap, something amazing happens. Um, and I even started having people respond to my Instagram stories about, okay, I just went and had a nap and I woke up and something really amazing had happened. <laughs> so we are both very much pro naps. The CEO nap, maybe it's a term we coined. Like, so... You know, continuing on with this conversation about how important it is, you know, whoever you are, wherever you're at, whatever it is that you're wanting to create in your life, whether it's a business or otherwise, how important these foundational elements of really connecting back to yourself are. I would just so love for you to share a little bit more with us about your program that you are currently, uh, you currently have in launch and that you are sharing and that you've got um, a plethora of incredible women in already the true self experience. Can you just take us through a little bit about that, that program? Because I just think that it's so incredible and I'd love for you to tell everyone a bit more about it. True self experience was birthed following on from, you know, working with one-on-ones and having radical transformation. And as for me, you know, the inner work, the mindset work, the healing work, the connection work, it doesn't just happen. Like it's not something that you read a book or you do a five-week course or you do something like that and then it all of a sudden sticks. You know, it's a long-term process. And with True Self Experience, I've brought in all of the elements that I work with my clients on in such an immersive, intimate group where it gives them that safe space to explore everything that they need to. So looking at acknowledging their past, because often we suppress the things that we're in brackets not supposed to talk about because we're not supposed to feel that way or we shouldn't worry about that or just get on with it, that sort of thing. So we look at acknowledging and we look at releasing and something that's come up from so many of my clients are like, well, I've sat, spent so much time talking about it, but no one's ever told me how to release it. Like I didn't even know this was a thing. And so when we hang on to that negative energy or that trauma or that pain, it naturally plays out in our life in some other way, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our confidence, whether it's in our finances, you know, it, it naturally like it has to come out. We're all energy. And then there's the element of really like self-care, like looking at, who you are, connecting to who you are, taking that time to get to know who you are, what you like, what feels good for you. And then obviously the mindset stuff, because that's such a huge component of what I do, but bringing that all together in a way where there's lessons and there's learnings that I share and they have time to implement that while also being supported because the personal development or personal growth journey can be a lonely journey at times, especially if your friends and family aren't in the same space. So having that support where you know that doesn't matter how you feel, you're safe. Yes. And the beauty of it is, is that being in that group, people, like every call I reckon I would sit there and they're like, oh, like it's so good to know that someone else feels like that. Or I didn't even realise that was a thing, but that's such a thing for me. And just that sense of community and knowing that we're not alone because the world can be a really lonely place. And that's 
getting emotional, but that's something that I experienced myself and I don't want that for anyone else. And I know that in that incredible space that you hold, the the level of transformation is just beyond some of the stories that you've shared with me. And so can you just share some of those as well? You know, what kind of transformation are we talking about? Some of them are, you know, they feel like they're at rock bottom and no matter what they've tried in the past, they just seem to fall back into the same patterns and ruminate on things that have happened in the past. And they just can't get through that to moving through this experience and going, being really aware of their thoughts, like being really aware of the patterns that show up for them and actually learning to trust themselves, like being able to go, oh, no, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do to achieve that. Another one is boundaries, like learning to respect themselves enough and know that they're worthy enough to not people please and not you know, do everything for everyone else for the de- at the detriment of themselves. And I think just that sense of letting go, like letting go of the things that have always shown up, letting go of the anxiety or the fear or the worry or the stress and the, you know, I guess the hamster on the wheel and just finding that sense of true contentment and peace and knowing who they are. Because for a long time, I didn't know who I was. And when you get to that point, it's like, oh, hi, here you are, you're back. Which then leads to things that you are a shining example of and that so many of your clients have experienced, the new transformed relationships, the changing jobs to jobs that feel far more soul aligned to having hobbies and ways of showing up in the world that are a true representation of themselves and so, so much more. And I just am constantly in awe and in honor uh, or honoring you rather of the work that you do in this world, Jax. So thank you for sharing that. Where can we find out more about True Self Experience? You can go to jackierogash.com forward slash true slash self slash experience or if you just find me on instagram which is just at jackie.rogash and just click the link in my bio thank you so so much for sharing that with us and before we wrap up i just want to say well first of all thank you for being on this podcast but more importantly thank you so much for the work that you do in the world and for being such an incredible shining beacon in my life it is such a pleasure to do this business journey alongside you Thank you so much for having me and, you know, a big, you know how grateful I am for you, but I honestly wouldn't be here without you. And I think we don't put enough emphasis on the power of coaching. So thank you for everything that you've done for me as well. My absolute pleasure.